What are the odds of your favorite team's victory? How much should a club spend for a player? We discuss this on today's episode of Stats and Short Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me is regular panelist Richard Campbell, former chair of Media Journalism and Film. Rosemary Pennington is away. Our guest today is Rob Mastro Domenico. Mastro Domenico is a sports statistician and a fellow of the Royal Statistical Society. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to great to chat with you. Can can you talk about how did you get involved in sports statistics and and you know maybe what are some of the things you've worked on? At least give us an overview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like most things in my life, it was entirely by luck. Um, <laughs> I did a, I did a degree in math stats, uh, first class degree. Thought I've got all the answers. I'll go get a great job. <laughs> Didn't know what I was going to do, so I was like, I do a masters. Applied, and they're like, oh, we've got funding for a PhD. Did you want to do one? I, I never thought of doing it, so I did a PhD in statistics. Um, applied to gen- statistical genetics. Um, and then out of that, I was like, oh, I'll probably work in finance. It seems like a good bet. Um, and then one randomly, one day, an email pops up from a, a random stats uh, mailing list said, do you like football? Yes. Are you good at statistics? Well, I thought I was. Um, so I applied for a job and ended up working for a consultancy company in London who were doing predictive modeling of uh, sporting events for clients who, who used them to speculate on. Um, and it was a world, uh, especially back then, completely unknown to me I like if I'd known this job had, had existed I would have you know at least prepped a bit more done some more research it was very unknown and I suppose I got into it because I, I thought I had a decent knowledge of football and my communication skills were pretty good and I could communicate the concepts and kind of link back the concepts of you know sports and data and bring it together and that's how I got into this crazy world and kind of never really left you know it's been doing it ever since and it's very interesting you know like you say lots of applications is it predicting who's going to win the title is it coming up with bookmaker odds for bookmakers is it trying to find out who's a what player in what league it should you should be looking at because they're statistically a, a good buy um it, it's very varied and you know it's it's one of those you know i always think with statistics statistics you can apply your um all the techniques, but it's having that application that you're passionate about that makes it much easier. It doesn't really seem like a job when you're you're building a model to try and predict, you know, how many goals there are in a game or who's who's going to win the Super Bowl, things like that. You know, those are that's fun. It's you know, I get paid to do that, and so that's really cool. Hey, Rob, I'm interested in uh, the analytics part of this. If you follow American baseball, we just had a World Series in which. Uh, one of the teams, Tampa Bay, was criticized because they took a pitcher out who was doing very well based on the analytics that the next batter and the pitchers they would bring in would be able to shut down the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, that didn't happen. So the analytics came in for a a big hit. Uh, Can you talk about, maybe compare, uh, the way the U.S. is using analytics in sports, in our professional sports team versus uh, UK, the U.K.? Well, I mean, I think you guys are very far ahead in terms of how you use it. You know, we people sit here still talk about Moneyball, and I'm like, that's old. Like, that's very old for you guys. Like, you, you're so far away. I think the kind of franchises in America are just a bit more professional than a lot of kind of clubs, which historically, in, in if you think in terms of football, which is our kind of soccer, which is our major sport here, you know, historically, it was kind of owners bought clubs as a kind of, as a, you know, 
something to show some you know so it might be a local businessman had a, had a club and it was you know there, it was just something you did when you were successful and that's with the money in the Premier League that's morphed and now we've kind of this big business and I don't think internally clubs have caught up and that's not across that's not a, a generalization a lot of clubs you know invest in analytics and invest in you know what they need to do um but the kind of analytics community is there and people are coming into clubs but i just don't think it's as sophisticated and i think you know um people with the advances and things like optidata and expected goals models you know you can very easily get into it it's a great thing to get into but that kind of higher level research you know really good statistics I don't think that's infiltrated it yet. And I think there are a few examples of clubs here who are doing it and are really successful. But that mindset of how you really need to use the data and that kind of the, the level you need within your franchise, if we can use the word, I don't think it's caught on yet. But my hope is that it will. We're seeing it turn. People people are much more data savvy now than they were a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So I just... Uh... As, as I'm a huge soccer fan, huge football fan. So it's so one aspect of this that I'm I'm intrigued about is in your experience in sports statistics. What's what's a, can you give? I, I'm going to ask you for two examples. One, the first example is what you would view as a real success story that you've that you've had in terms of some predictive model or some analysis you've done in sports statistics. And the second example that I'm going to ask you is what's where's a case where it's really not not worked. You know, what's a really hard outcome to try to measure in sports statistics? It's this is it's a good question. I, I do a talk where I kind of ex, it's, I've done it loads, and it's like a, I, I explain how you build a very simple kind of predictive model using goals. So using a kind of Dixon Coles Poisson approach. And in the example I use, it's a very old one. It's of Liverpool when before they won the title, when they had players like Luis Suarez, and it was a big example of where a model predicted something that the betting markets didn't, and it makes it look like this model's brilliant. It, but it, I mean, in this case, it was right because it got it right. But actually, there's loads of examples where it gets it wrong in terms of if you're going to predict against the market, you know, your edges these days are so small because betting markets are really sophisticated. So, you know, you have to be used to the fact that, you know, you're, what you're going to get out of it is, is, you know, small margins, but it's those small margins that make the big differences. And, and generally, you can get pretty close to what's going to happen. And there's, there's nothing that really strikes out as things that I've got, you get massively right or wrong. Okay. It's you're generally within those kind of realms of where you need to be. You might have an example like the Liverpool one where everyone thought Liverpool would win the title and Man City did, where the model looks really clever. But there'll be other examples like when Leicester won the league. <laughs> and, you know, there's not going to be many models that at the start of the yeah. season were saying Leicester were going to win the league back yeah. then. And, you know, and what's going to happen this season? You know, anyone's guess. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Rob, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Short Stories. Rob, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Media, Journalism, and Film and Statistics and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send an email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.